1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co host Daryl,
0: Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Yeah, we got a lot going on. It's the we're in the thick of the summer. We're in the heat of the summer, and the book's getting ready to come out. So you know, I'm looking forward to that. Hey, I just saw ready to do uh, some traveling.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good. This is like the calm before the storm in our world. In uh, it's August, uh, just the very beginning of August right now, and so many things are getting ready to explode. Uh, and it's going to be a fantastic last half of the year. Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. You've joined a growing community of people that are genuine, authentic, dedicated to doing the hard work. We call them Selling from the Heart champions. And I'm glad you're here today. Uh, it is so exciting. Larry, I saw the uh, part of the book uh, and the book's going to be coming out soon. Many of you have signed up for updates on the Selling from the Heart book. I've seen it. It's amazing, Larry. I can't wait to get it out there. But one of the things I just saw this week is the personal reflection journal that's going to go along with it. Boy, those are some challenging questions
0: you put in there. Holy smoke. Well, I mean, it is because there's a lot to the book. And and for those who choose to read the book and take the book to heart, um, you know, at the end of every chapter, there's an ability to, to dig in deeper and, you know, you can only make the book so many pages. So, we, you know, the, the book will be a good, great read, but that self-reflection journal is going to take it one step farther and really, I urge people, if they're going to read it, download the guide because it will definitely get you to think. And that's what we're all about, right? Yeah. I know we can all all improve, but if we can just reflect on a daily basis and ask ourselves these questions and truthfully answer them, watch the results that start to happen. No doubt. No doubt. And you know, it's interesting as, as um,
1: we've been traveling around and working with different sales teams and as we've been interacting um, on social with, with many people from around the world that listen to the podcast. Uh, I, and, and if you're, and by the way, if you're driving right now or, or on the treadmill or riding your bike, listening to this podcast, as I know so many of you do, I just, I'm, as we start today, I want to let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone and and there are so, you know, we, we work in a a profession that sadly has a lot of disingenuous, um, you know, people in it that are just in it for themselves. But I want to let you know, if you're, if you, if if this message resonates with you, you're not alone, you're not alone. And we're learning that. And people are coming out of the woodwork in all different corners of the world and all different industries that, uh, that are saying, you know what, I'm in sales and, and I'm doing it. Um, because yes, of course I want to make a good living, but I also want to make a difference. And, uh, so we just, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're having one of those days or one of those weeks where you're kind of like, Oh, you know, am I the only one out there? I want to let you know you are not alone. But as we've been traveling around, Larry, I know one of the things that, you know, we spend a lot of time in the sales industry talking about closing, and uh, of course, uh, of course, we need to close. Of course, we all need to read James Muir's book on the Perfect Close, all of that. Shout out to you uh, on that but but really, as much as we focus on closing, there's another part of the sale that's as important, or I would say even more important, and that's opening
0: the sale. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's this is the part Daryl that really has me nervous. And I started seeing it because actually I I got tagged into a to a message on LinkedIn a couple of days ago just by somebody who he threw the question out there, right? There's books on closing, there's books on objection handling. But how many are out there really teaching the art of opening? And that's I That's what people are going to start seeing when they read the book and, and, you know, we've plugged the book enough, but one of the things is, is I'm just concerned. And especially now it's, and it even, it magnifies itself with social because, you know, social does some great things. And right now everyone's trying to figure out social, which just absolutely cracks me up. There's nothing to figure out because we're social creatures. Social has always been a part of selling. It's just some new tools to use, Right. right? Of course, salespeople are chasing the shiny object and so forth. But what, what has me concerning is how are sales reps, how are salespeople in general opening up conversations? How are they positioning themselves in a connected world where Mm -hmm. everybody goes to Google? That's just face it. But I think the thing is, is salespeople walk around with it. It's not going to happen to me. So So I'm I'm going to pull out it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm going to pull out a little bit of nerdery here. Um, And, and I will say that I, it's been a long time since I've played chess because I can't find anybody good to play with. Uh, Maybe someone will throw down the gauntlet that's listening to the the podcast. But I do know from the times that I've played chess, the game of chess, which is a very strategic game, much like selling, is one in the opening moves. I mean, the opening gambit of your game in chess sets up the board for either success or failure. And I think as salespeople, uh, the way that we open up conversations, the way that we open up relationships... And I'm not just talking about prospecting tactics or just the discipline of doing prospecting. I'm talking about how we go about opening up conversations um, and the, the 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 strategy or the direction behind that, the content of how we go to open up conversations has a massive bearing on the end of the sale, the close of the sale, whether it's not going to be successful or not, or maybe more importantly than that, whether that... That sale is going to be, you know, on one end of the spectrum, a transactional price-driven sale or actually be um, what we're always aiming towards, which is a value-add um, solutions type, type of, of interaction that turns into a long-term relationship uh, with a client. I think the way that we open things up really kind of sets the stage in terms of what direction our, our uh, client
0: relationships are going to go. Well, and I agree. And and um, we, I I got a lot to say on that one, but in, and I see it and we've talked about it on on prior podcasts. Yeah. Is, and I really see, you know, I'm going to give some, I'm going to give, I'm going to set the younger sales, you know, people aside because they're learning the art of the craft, right? They're learning the art of becoming a sales professional. There's Mm -hmm. a lot to learn as far as practice and planning and how they go about to prepare things. Mm -hmm. But where I really want to take this conversation because I see it, is with the tenured reps. And that's why I'm concerned Mm -hmm. with the tenured sales reps are out there. And I'm not talking tenured in terms of age. I'm just talking about how long they've been doing what they are doing. Right. And especially when you start, this is magnified and I see it all the time in sales teams that I work with, is there's so many conversations going on with people who they know, right? Mm -hmm. Their comfort Mm -hmm. zone gets to some someplace. So their conversations are different than they're going to be than if somebody doesn't know them. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, we talk about the emperor has no clothes, Mm -hmm. right? We make fun of the empty suits that are out there. Well, if you fail to practice new conversations, Mm -hmm. new ways of opening conversations, new ways of building relationships, thus when you get to that point, you don't know what to say. And yeah. it's concerning because I see it. Right, I, I did an I, I did a recent exercise with a sales team, and it was just around share with me your value proposition. Right, and that was a painful exercise, Daryl, because when's the last time somebody's articulated clearly a value proposition? And to me, that's the opening act of your story. That's the ah. opening act of the conversation. Yeah, and, and we can know. and you and you and I you and I talk about this when we talk all the time. Is simple things like that. It, 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 It's interesting. That's why I I love the art of opening and the art of positioning and how sales reps open a conversation. So, you know, my challenge, I'll throw it back to you is I would, I I would urge salespeople out there, take your product out of it, take your solution out of it, take your company out of it. Then what are you going to start talking about? You know, uh, I said, that's great, great
1: advice. And, and this morning I was, I was, uh, having coffee as I always do. Uh, I'm, I, for those of you who know me, I'm too ADD to stay in the office all day long. So, um, when in, in my role, I've got to do a lot of writing. So I do, uh, mornings uh, it, if I'm doing writing, I'll go to the coffee shop. And I ran into, um, a friend of mine who's in, uh, newly in sales. And is he works in the, the specialty paint business. Um, and just was, I was asking him about what he sells and how he sells it and his approach and, and different things. And it really made me think, you know, I think the majority of, of sales people out there go in with the mind, with, with a lazy value proposition of saying. Um, how can I save you money? Right. I think I might be able to save you money versus going in with a, a value add proposition that that says uh, with the mindset that says, hey, I think I've I, I think I've got some ideas I could bring to the table to help you run your business better, to help you improve this, to help you enhance it, to help you, you know, drive more revenue, whatever, whatever, whatever that is. And I think there's this spectrum in terms, there's kind of two choices in terms of how we open conversations as sales professionals. We can open the conversation on the, I can you know, I can save you money, which I always hear with a Southern accent, right? I can save you some money. Well, that, that's going to, you know, that opening gambit may get you some attention but it's going to have weakness on the back end, right? It creates a transactional, it's, you know, someone may go, okay, yes, I want to save money, but you've just set the stage for a transactional encounter and which, you know, by default kind of means you've set the stage for a transactional relationship. Whereas an opening gambit that says, I've got some ideas on how to make your business better, you know, no matter what you do, whether you're in specialty paints or a technology or, or services, doesn't matter just to to lead with real ideas to help the business or, or if you sell to individuals to help their lives be better. Now we're setting the stage for a relationship we're setting the stage for uh, more of a consultative type interaction. We're setting the stage for differentiation because let's just face it, most, most reps um, out there are lazy. They take the I can save you money approach. Um,
0: and, and so okay, let's really so so, is, is, so, yeah. so stop right there because we, we, we hear it all the time, this I can save you money and, and, and all that because I, I like doing exercises with sales teams around value.
1: Right. What yeah.
0: value do they bring to the organization? Right. Yes. Not, you know, what words would, would your, you know, the companies that you're working with use to describe the work that you do, mm-hmm. but more importantly, you know, I want you to start understanding your story in a way that doesn't revolve around. I save them money yes. or I help yes. them control costs. Right. Because we have to think outside of that. So my question is, why do you think that it's so hard and I don't care what industry you're in, right? And I'm not, you know, zeroing in on any specific sales channel because, you know, it happens to them all. But this is how I'd like to set the stage for our listeners is let's just say, I'm going to ask you to take your sales glasses off, right? Just yeah. take them off. You know, we, we got to see things through somebody else's eyes. What happens in whatever sales channel you're in that you're selling the same thing that everybody else is selling, right? It's vanilla. There's no name on it. There's nothing attached to it. Right. Like, so, the. So- Yeah, like selling dirt. We talked about that last week, right? Or selling water. But, you know, so what happens if everything was completely the same? You're on an even playing field. There's no names on the outside, right? Yeah. It's all vanilla. The solution's all vanilla. The service is all vanilla, right? And I'm just saying this. Then what do you guys have to fall back on? Insight and ideas. I mean, you've got, right?
1: You've got to bring something.
0: You have to bring something to the table. Yeah. And that, that something to the table is you're making it about them. This isn't that difficult, Mm -hmm. you know, sale. And I always said, sales isn't rocket science. It's not, we make it rocket science because we make it about us and our wallet and our bad sales funnel. So we're running for every, you know, everything that's out there. If we just take a, take a step back, Mm -hmm. we'll be amazed what happens, but it requires something that, that, that is really difficult for salespeople to understand. It's you know, time and patience.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually uh, t- take a disagreement with you a little bit on this rocket science thing because yes, of course, there's, there's an aspect to sales that's very, very straightforward. The rocket science part of it is whatever industry that that you're in, whatever specialty that you're in. You need to, you know, as we we say uh, over and over again on the podcast, you need to be able to bring the goods right? You need to be able to, as a sales professional, bring more than a brochure to the table, bring more than a price quote to the table. You need to be able to bring ideas. You need to be able to bring insight. Um, you need to be able to bring uh, innovation to the table. And, and that is a great way to start a conversation. You know, If you think about that opening move in the sales process, you're going to either open with, I can save you money, or you're going to open with, I can help you do things better, and yeah. and and that's the rocket science part of it. Is and it's not rocket science, of course, but the 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 part of it that gets overlooked by by so many salespeople. And this is where I believe that the the smart uh, sales professional can can really differentiate themselves is the one that takes the time to um, educate themselves to learn not just about their product but also about their their prospects business, their prospects' industry, their prospects' challenges, those are the ones who are going to be able to drive value-add conversation.
0: No, and, and, and Daryl, and, and I agree with you, but and it's really good because you actually disagreed with me on something, which I'm proud of you. But, <laughs> you know, the reason, why, the reason why I say, you know, it's not rocket science, people may turn it into rocket science because they're not doing consistent things right. on a daily basis. So, I had, I, had a phone, I had a phone conversation with a sales rep today. Yeah. And we started talking about consistency, right? Mm -hmm. I said, if you want to achieve greater results in what you do, what do you think you have to do on a daily basis? Well, I got to be consistent at it. Yes. So if sales reps aren't consistent with what they do, whether that be how they plan out their day, how they practice, how they prepare, how they go out and prospect, how they open up new conversations. Mm-hmm. If they're not consistent with it, then you can expect inconsistent results. Thus, you're going to start chasing the shiny object and, and the, the stupid sales tactics that you use to circumvent all the things that you should be doing mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And I know in your heart of hearts, if you do things on a daily basis, you achieve results. The problem yeah, yeah. is patience levels are at all time low because sales funnels are horrifically low. So we can't afford to do a lot of this stuff. And I get it. I, I yeah, understand. We can't afford not to. I mean, but you on. can't but but you're you're at a point where you can't afford not to because You know, it's harder and harder to keep your current clients, your clients are expecting more of you, they want a better experience, but yet sales reps walk around going, I know I need to do all this, but I just don't think it's going to happen to me. And and I'm making general statements, not all, but it's that, it's that I'm beyond this attitude. And, you know, and it's not just pointing fingers, Daryl, at salespeople, I'll point it at sales managers, I'll point it at sales leaders and owners of companies that you got to take a better stance on how you train and coach your salespeople, because it's a joint effort all the way around. And it's not just sales reps can't open up conversations. I'll throw the finger at sales managers and owners as well. But that's a whole no that's a whole nother podcast. Well,
1: that the interesting thing, though, if you look, um, you know, consistency is definitely critical you've got to be consistent in, in, in your, I mean, prospecting is uh, (laughs) I was just uh, reviewing some of Jeb's work in fanatical prospecting, which, you know, I'm a huge fan of and, and prospecting is a mindset that's 24 seven, right? We're always looking to drive conversation. Um, But it's also the content and being able to bring the ideas to the table. And uh, I've just, I've really realized this is where I'm, I'm working on a project where we're, we're launching an inside sales team development program, and so as part of the project, I've been doing vertical market research um, inside uh, inside this technical space that uh, that I'm very familiar with. And as a, you know, it's been very interesting because I've sold to lawyers, I've sold to school districts, I've sold to healthcare facilities. But as I've gone out, and but I haven't sold to them, you know recently since so I've gone out I've been doing some research and there's this amazing thing called Google and you can you know type in um, challenges the legal industry faces and immediately I get you know white papers and research reports back and 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 what I've realized I'll just you know give the example of the the legal industry because that's what I was working on this week do that yeah. research and it's extremely easy to find business problems inside the industry, backed up with data, backed up with statistics, which now, uh, you know, as a sales professional, a little bit of poking around on Google. Now I've got content that I can share in conversation. Hey, did you realize, you know, that since the recession, the average revenue of a law firms gone down by X percent while the average overhead cost due to e-discovery has gone up by X percent? How's that affecting your law firm? I mean, I've got an immediate topic of conversation. I've got content to share on LinkedIn, Twitter, and wherever I want. And and all of that is from a mindset of saying, do I want to start? You know, I can go to a law firm and say, I can save you some money. Or I can go to a law firm and say, hey, you know, as I'm looking at other law firms, revenues dropping, overhead costs related to e discovery are going up. We have some ideas of like, you know, we can share. And, and so it's a totally different opening move. And either one may get you the appointment. But I think the second approach, the value approach, is going to get you a better appointment and set the stage for
0: a long well, yeah. relationship that's profitable for everybody. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll take it one step farther. You know, when we start talking about content, there's an abundance of content. An overflowing amount of content that's out there. So there's no excuse that you said you can't find content. It's so, it's so easy to find. It's, it's absolutely easy. So, so here, this would be a great challenge. And, and I'd be curious to see what happens is take some of your best clients, mm-hmm. you know, go to some C-level executives, go to mid-level managers and go to some end users, you know, yes. ask them where they're doing their research. What sites are they frequenting on the internet yeah. to learn their job better? And then guess what? Then go to those sites. Start following those sites. Start reading it because now you're start you're going to get engaged in conversations that's top of mind to them. Well, you know, here's the deal, though, Larry. It's not I, that I, difficult, dude. It's, it's not, and that's the, That's the incredible
1: thing because you know, in in the um, technical world that I I grew up in, um, in the industry that that I'm involved in quite a bit, I know I know the product, I know the software, I know the solutions, I know what can be done. The moment I I Go to Google and I start learning about the client's business problems in a given industry, I, I've got the knowledge to immediately make the connection to go, oh, well, we could do this and this and this. But until I really take the time to understand the client's, the prospects' business challenges um, in their industry, and then by conversation, drilling down to their specific need. I, I don't really have a whole lot to run on other than, Hey, I think I can save you some money and maybe make your, and then the buzzwords make you more efficient.
0: Oh oh yeah. So, 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 so here, so here's something instead of saying, Hey, I'm here to save you money. Can you imagine if you just flipped it? Yeah. I'm here to help increase your profits. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Just well, change, up, just change up the conversation. Yeah. we are address some of the problems or, or counteract some of the trends, whatever that is. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not, it's not that hard. Why don't you just say, you know, you know, share, share with me three ways right now, Daryl. Yes. Your company's improving your profit margin. What three ways are you
1: do, looking at? Yeah. So this is so great because it, the, you know, that we talk, once again, we talk a lot about closing and closing is critical, but more critical. You're not going to get to the close if you can't open a conversation and you're not going to get to a good close unless you open the conversation correctly. Yep. And, um, you know, and and this is, uh, I know we're going to spend a lot more time talking about this, Larry, because this is a great track that we're running down. Um, and that it all comes back to, uh, your value proposition, which as we talked about last week is combination of understanding the value that your company can bring to the table. Understanding the value that you personally add to the mix that you can bring to the table and then understanding what your prospects value, uh, which has a lot to do with understanding their business, their industry, the trends, the competitive landscape that they face. And and all of that, you know, if you take that, you take the content, you you mix in consistency and then in in the spirit of alliteration, I'm going to add the final C and that's caring. Actually giving a rip about your client. And when you do walk in the door, or when they do talk to you on the phone or over Skype or or go to meeting and they see it in your eyes, right? They they're gonna see one of two things. You're either gonna smell commission breath or they're gonna see someone that cares. And and if you have done the hard work to understand the challenges that your clients face and understand their business. And understand your own business. And if you've done the consistency, uh, you know, and been consistent, and I had a, a sales rep that was reaching out to me, you know, and I'll admit I've been really busy recently. I've also been traveling and, and some on vacation. And there's this rep that keeps reaching out to me. And finally, I responded to them yesterday. And you know what? I had to respond because I respected that rep's consistency. And I also respected the fact that I could tell that he knew what he was talking about and had done some homework about my business. And, and I, you know, I respond to that because you know, for every thousand emails or phone messages I delete the ones where I see consistency and good content and I can sense that person cares about my success. Those are the ones that are going to stand out to me.
0: Yeah. And so the, you know, it, it goes back to consistency. So that's what my big challenge would be. Can you imagine? We're just talking top of sales funnel, right? Uh, sales opportunities or relationship opportunities that take them into the sales funnel mm-hmm. is if a sales rep committed to themselves, right? Yes. I will open up two new conversations with somebody I don't know every single day. Now, we all know that conversations to start plethora of different ways, right? Absolutely. So if if you can do 10 or two new conversations every single day over a week, you got 10, and then we can just start doing the math, right? In a month, it's 40, right? In a year, you can start seeing what starts to transpire. And then we just start doing, you know, conversion rates from a relationship funnel to a sales funnel, but pretty soon, you're going to see a overflowing sales funnel.
1: Yeah. So how can you do that? Well, as we wrap up, you know, part of it, it's different for everybody, but I read yesterday uh, that the, the average amount of time we spend consuming media in a given day is, uh, it's absurd, it's like 6.7 hours. So, why don't you take some of that time, and instead of reading about the Dodgers and wasting your time learning about things like that, Larry, why I don't t- you... <laughs> I'm <laughs> to ignore you, by the way. <laughs> no, seriously, though, why not, instead of, of, of spending time, take... 20 minutes of that time that you spend online with your tablet or your phone in any given day, and just hit Google and
0: start learning about your prospects' businesses. No, I'll take it. I'll take it one step farther, just because I'm going to throw the gauntlet down on this one. <laughs> Why don't you take the first 30 minutes to an hour that you screw around in the office first thing in the morning oh, and do absolutely nothing? And that's yeah. just basic. I've been in sales bullpens. I see what goes on you know, there's very few that take the first hour of the morning it's serious, right? Cause you get in, you, yeah. you BS and you have some coffee, you do all this other crap. Why don't you devote that time? Yeah. To, to more useful things like kind of educating yourself.
1: Well, what a great conversation today. And we all want to close more business, but if we're going to close more business, you got to open up more, got to open more business, open more conversations. And if we want to close good business, profitable business, um, that the the ideal client kind of business that we all want, then we need to open conversations the right way. Um, And not in a a transactional way, but more of a consultative solutions. um, How can I make your business or your life better kind of way? So what a great conversation. Hey, thank you everybody for joining us. Um, And thank you everybody for, for sharing this. The audience continues to grow We love interacting with you. Check us out, uh, myself or Larry, on LinkedIn. You can also join the Selling from the Heart Insiders group on LinkedIn. Just type "Selling from the Heart" in the search box on LinkedIn, and you'll find it. We'll let you in the group. And uh, but uh, I just want we want to challenge you. You know, how are you opening conversation, and what can you do to open conversation more consistently and more effectively? So think about that this week. We'd love to interact with you on it. Till then. Till next time, keep being genuine, keep being honest, keep doing the hard work, open conversations, and most of all, keep selling from the heart.